0: It's time to laugh and learn.
1: I think it's because I haven't talked to you in a while. And I totally
0: got that recorded. (laughs) 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 So welcome to Manifest It Now, everybody. Cassie and I are really excited to be here with you. Oh, wait, I'm here with Cassie Parks.
1: (laughs) And I'm here with Jenny Gain.
0: We're obviously excited to be here with you today
1: completely excited. Uh, and anytime I get to talk to Jenny, I'm super excited.
0: What else Cass, what else is happening in your life that you are excited about right now?
1: Oh my gosh. So much. Let's see. I'm really excited. I was on, um, Bay area focus last week and the interview was so much fun. Being in San Francisco is so much fun. And I love that. There's such this, um, you love that that vibe out there. Eh? I love the vibe. Yeah. But what I loved even more than that was like how I get to live my life how I want. It's so interesting because Mm. I went – like we were there for 36 hours. (laughs) I went – like flew in in the morning, went and did the whole – like was a tourist. Like we went to Pier 39 and then we went to their little Italy and walked around and went to the pastry store and like just had a blast. You know, rode the the trolley, like did all the stuff and – then got up, like went and did my interview, and then got on the plane and came home. And one of my friends was like, You should have just stayed another night. And I'm like, No. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, like I wanted to work the next day and I didn't want to be in another city and work. Mm-hmm. I have some, I have things that I'm excited about getting done. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I love like the 36 hour, 48 hour, like mini vacation experience. I don't even call it vacation anymore, but for me, I love that I can fly to another city, like go all in for a day, do a little, you know, go up here on TV and then come home and not feel like, Oh, like, you know, because it used to be like, well, if I'm going to fly out there, I got to stay all these days to make it worth it. I have to do all this stuff. I got to, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I, like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Totally sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: totally fits that fits Cassie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. What are you excited about? Well, firstly, I'm excited about seeing you this weekend. I know. Finally, Cassie's coming to Toronto. Yay. And I'm also really excited about what we're going to be doing on Saturday with, so we're going to a big event um, in, in downtown Toronto. It's all about entrepreneurs and just this group and this gathering. I I went to it last year for the first time, the Archangel Academy event, and you're just same as Cassie and I talk about surrounded by these like-minded individuals. And it wasn't to me, like sometimes you'll go to conferences and it's like really hype up and inspire you. But then it, it you know, it fades after th- three days or a week or whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. this one last year, it was so real and authentic and it's like, it wasn't all like, Hoorah. It was like, hey, we're real people, we're the same as you, you're standing on stage and this is what this is what you need to do to, you know, live your truth and make a difference in the world. And it wasn't all like, (laughs)
1: Woohoo! (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yeah so I'm, I'm super you know what excited. I what you do I'm excited this is one day I feel like this ties into like what I was talking about before yeah like you don't you know I do, like if you're going and working with a coach like obviously I work over three days and there's a reason for that we can't we can't get you where you need to be in one day. But in terms of this type of event, like the, one of the reasons I was so sold, I'm like, awesome. One day, like I get to go soak it up and then I get to go on, go out and do stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. I'm really looking forward to
1: it. And I'm really looking forward because it's the first manifest it now live event. Yes. Oh, that's going to be great. I know. So excited. So, um, check that out. And you can, if you can't make it on Saturday, you can go to manifestitlivenow.com and you can see the schedule for next year and uh, make plans now to come hang out with us. Yeah, guys, we have three different events all planned for next year. So, we get to see you. We do. I'm excited about that. So tell everybody what you have for them on your site for all our fabulous listeners. If you guys go to LOA Action Plan, you are
0: going to get access to the best action plan that you will ever come across for your days. So what I like to do is a huge part of my success using Law of Attraction and all the clients I work with is developing your own alignment routine or something sacred that you're doing every day. And it's going to be individual to you, but it consists of these four elements. And I give you the structure for that. And you can access that for free, uh, LOA action And you also get one of my favorite parts about it is the accountability calendar. So I still do this. I print it off and I mark. It somehow makes me feel more successful. I like know I'm doing everything I need to do in my day and I'm like, Hey, and then it's, that's grounding me. Right. And then it allows me to just be freer in the rest of my day. So, yeah,
1: I love that. Do you know what else I love is that when we are, I mean, we're pretty, have fun and pretty like silly anyways but when we're extra goofy (laughs) this is our show so we just we don't have to tone it down we get to do whatever we want yeah (laughs) I was thinking like what if we were in a normal radio booth we'd have to like you know probably tamper it down if we were like on mainstream radio (laughs) I'm like I'm grateful we get to do whatever we
0: want totally I so 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 agree (laughs) and
1: what do you have for all our listeners Cass Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this! I have created a guide because I've worked with you know thousands of people to attract more money into their life, and what I have found is that if you don't consciously choose your money story, basically you fall into one of four stories that are are typical. You know, this is just what happens. Whether these are the stories that run through life or whatever, um, th- so you can go to identifyyourmoneystory.com and. You can get download, um, download the book and figure out, it's not a long book, but it is a few pages because I go into detail about all the money stories and you can figure out what is your current money story. And the reason that this is going to help you is because when you see it on paper, like, Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) You're bringing that awareness. That's going to help you start to change that. So Go to IdentifyYourMoneyStory.com. I'm really excited about this. Got to talk about it on TV in San Francisco last week. So that was super fun. And this but is the you, first time you guys are getting access to this. It is the first time. Oh, and it's so good. So go to IdentifyYourMoneyStory.com and register and then get like figure out what your money story is so that you can bring that awareness that Jenny and I always talk about to the surface and start writing a different story. Beautiful. All right. What are we talking about today? Anything else? <laughs> uh, so we
0: are going to talk today about not trying to change another person.
1: Oh my gosh. I love this topic. So
0: oh much. my God. It's going to be a big one.
1: <laughs> right? And it's life changing. Like when you get this, life changes in so many ways. So true. Uh. It, It,
0: um, this idea that other people need to be a certain way in order for us to feel good or to be happy or to be joyful or to be in love or anything, any emotion that you want. It's not about them. And when you really like take this power back, it's so liberating. Like this is the freedom that you're after. What we're going to talk about. We're yes. going to talk about this today.
1: <laughs> I was going to say this is where freedom. Like this is so much of where freedom comes from. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think this comes up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? So this comes up from the relationship you have with your mother, um, which I know is a big one for a lot of people, because mm-hmm. um, their moms are super important, and sometimes we just, you know, we don't agree on certain things, or we want certain things from them, and so we we get upset when we don't get exactly what we want.
0: Mhm.
1: Okay, let's talk about this more because this okay. I think is
0: a big one. Um and we go through different stages, right? I remember mm-hmm. growing up and this idea of that we want to please our parents,
1: right? right. Like yeah. it, it it is very real. <laughs> That's, it's human nature. Yes. Like it is it is human nature. And yeah. so
0: understanding how the, the law of attraction is kind of at play in, and that you are only responsible for you and that you're not responsible for how, for how your parents feel, though correct me if I'm wrong, Cass, I believe a lot of our parents generation were trained in the fact that they feel responsible for us. So they are going to like, it's going to be the same for them. Do you know what I mean?
1: Uh, I think so. So you're saying like they, um, they were taught like it was their responsibility to take responsibility for their child's yes. feelings. So they're yeah. gonna keep doing that exactly. Yeah, yeah and because- to a, yeah, and to a point, I think that there's some nurture there, right? Like there's some instincts that are human instincts mm-hmm. that are what keep us like what keep us moving forward in survival. Mm-hmm. Um, like those those instincts, I think a lot of times are that's natural, like that's biology so that our parents want to take care of us and keep us safe. Yes, exactly. So there's like the biological and I always like to talk about this because I don't think that it's all wrong, but there's a there's the biological, the biology that creates this stuff. And then but there comes a point where you have to take your own responsibility for it and it's no longer needs to be that way. Right. Like once you've survived and you're an adult and you're living your life like that biology bond thing doesn't need to look the same anymore Mm. because it, 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 it did what it was supposed to, right? Like the biological stuff that makes us want to please our parents and makes our parents want to be responsible for us and our safety. Like when you've grown up, like that's been fulfilled. Yes. And like, yes, a mom is always going to feel for their children and a child always going to feel for their mom. Like mm -hmm. that's not going to change. Go ahead. No, I think it was awesome. I
0: just want to highlight how you said the relationship of responsibility changes and transitions, the more the older that obviously your child's going to get the older that we get. Um, and I think it's really important to, so to let that be, let that like have that awareness that, Oh, this, this is just changing. It's in the process of changing and growing. Um, but then to make that difference between responsibility for your happiness and responsibility for your safety, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because I have this debate so often with my friends and my parents when I'm when I say, "Well, the parents, not, you're not responsible for the child," and they're like, uh, "Jenny, yes, I am. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm not going to let my child, you know, walk into a pool or walk onto the road or touch the hot element or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, yes. When we're talking about safety, you you have to train them in that." <laughs> But when we talk more about emotional responses, I think that it's really important to understand and to to train in any relationship the that people are responsible for their own feelings.
1: yeah, what age do you think that? because I think there is some emotional stuff that happens with younger children mm-hmm. Um, like building that and teaching what that looks like um, is, you know, part of what a parent does is like teach you like this is what it feels like to feel better. This is what it like to feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. When do you think that do you have an opinion on when that transitions? Oh my gosh. Like I said at the beginning, I think
0: every experience because we have so many different experiences, the older we get because just we're exposed to more um, and as we mature you're learning these same things all throughout your life, just with different experiences at different mm-hmm. levels. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you go through when you don't get accepted into the school you want is a different experience than when you uh get Break up with your fiance. I don't know. Like the the degree of the intensity is different. Everything surrounding it is different. But the parent is there, still involved, and you're wanting to train the person. Oh, do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm communicating it I clearly. Think so,
1: but I think, like, to be clear to our audience, like we're we're talking about when you become an adult, this becomes your responsibility to um, you're responsible for your emotions, your happiness, and you can't change someone. So if you do get disappointing news, like breaking up with your fiance and your mom doesn't have the reaction that you want, like, it's your responsibility to go, okay, like either go to somebody who's going to give you the, you know, who's going to be on the team or figure out how you feel about it. Um, and I would even say, figure out how you feel about it and then, you know, choose who you're going to in those moments. But, you know, it's, It's your responsibility to take ownership of your happiness, what you want. You know, once you become an adult, I think is when it gets harder.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's use – there's a specific example coming to mind. So when I was graduating high school, I wanted to go to a university that was not my parents' first choice. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted me to stay close and I wanted to get out. And so I remember – having that awareness of like, mom and dad aren't happy and feeling that pull of, I want to please them, but I'm like, but I need, I know I need to do what's right for me. And I think that area in any relationship is very, can be very confusing. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. Any relationship. I love that you said that. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think that's what I want to like, let's help clarify that for our listeners in terms of when you are in, when you find yourself in that place of, okay, this is what I want to do, or this is what I think I want to do, but I know it doesn't make my partner happy, or I know it doesn't make my parents happy, or I know, you know, who, whatever the relationship is, then
1: how do you move forward from there? Mm. So, I'm going to highlight something that I think some people don't catch because I think sometimes people make decisions. Like in the example that you use, being true to you was going away and it was doing that. I think sometimes in any relationship, sometimes people can get in a place where, like, somebody's not going to like this or somebody's going to say, no, don't do that. And so then you want to do it just to do it anyway. Just oh, because, to spite them? <laughs> right. Despite them, because you're not going to tell me what to do. And so I think the real first step here, and I'm highlighting this because you have to catch this, if this is what you're doing, you know, like, because you can't, if you move forward in that space, you're not going to be happy anyway. And that's mm-hmm. the point of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so is really to check in. And I love your example, Jenny, because it's so clear. Like I needed to do what I wanted to do and I wanted to be here. My parents wanted me to be here. So that's clear. So make sure that you know, like this is you. It's what's best for you. It's what you want when you're going into, you know, if you're in a place where somebody doesn't want you to do something, because I have seen it. Like I see it and people will just sometimes just do things because somebody else said no. hmm Yeah. No, I will admit there are times in my life where like, if you told me no, I was going to do it anyway, whether or not I really wanted to, like, you told me no, so I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. I've been right? in a place like, where it's, I would would have done it, but you told me no. And so I'm going to go against whatever you said.
1: Right. <laughs> Right. It's like, oh, but you said no. So I'm going to do like the exact opposite, right. right? Whether or not you're clear on yourself. So I think that's number one is really that place. And we, we touch on this a lot, but is being true to yourself. Like it's your company, like live your truth. It's, it's about being true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I is think step one. Yes.
0: I, and I, there's a question that I often ask myself and I use with my clients as well. When a situation comes up is, if nobody else was involved right now, what would you do? Because sometimes it is very, and Cassie and I have talked about this before, challenging to tune into what you actually want because there's so many pressures and voices coming from outside. And so, and it can be with simple things. I use this all the time, like going to a party or going out to dinner or going to a family event or something. And I feel the pressure to do something. And then it's like, do I really want to do it? And, Sometimes just saying, okay, if nobody else was involved right now, what would I want to be doing? What would Mm -hmm. I want to do?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gives so much clarity and this happens in small things and it happens in big things. I was actually, um, talked to my client about one of my clients about this this week where it was like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but make sure this is what you want and not just, you know, to sort of do something different and, and make something else feel better.
0: You know what, Cass, that just reminded me, I used to, when I was starting my business, I used to have this thing because I really did not want to be normal. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that classification. I get it,
1: right? And so
0: I would do things just to be different, not because it was in alignment with who I am, but I just knew I didn't want to, like, I'm like, I have to be different. Like even growing up, well, everyone's doing it this way. I'm going to do it this way. And... Not because it was what I wanted, but because I knew I wanted to be different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not yes. the way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that won't get you where you want to go. That will not get you where you want to go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Because I think a lot of people fall into that, right? And mm-hmm. then they start doing things just because it's against the norm or it's opposite what their parents did or whatever it is. Do you think that we subconsciously do opposite of what our parents do? Um, some, I think it goes two ways. I mean, and it just depends on the person. Like I think some people, when they focus, like they do the exact opposite. Um, I think sometimes that people make like a choice consciously or unconsciously, like I'm going to do it all different. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they sort of throw out the baby with the bath waters saying, you know, because they don't look at like what works and why doesn't it work. Mm -hmm. They just are like, I'm going to do it different. And then I think there are people that I think that's more of a conscious choice, the opposite, because I think the unconscious is sort of just falling into repeating the same pattern. Right. But neither one of those like that ties into what we're talking about, because just doing the opposite of what your parents did doesn't get you where you want to go or doesn't create what you want to create. Mm hmm.
0: So ultimately, Cassie and I are talking a lot about how taking responsibility for your own life and your own feelings plays out in the actual world Mm -hmm. and not blaming other people for your life or how you feel or how things are playing out kind of idea.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so let's bring it back around to our original topic of not trying to... Change another person to like suit you. Because we covered like we are responsible for our own happiness, for our own feelings. But a lot of the times, and I'm totally guilty of this in relationships, is I want my partner to act a certain way to please me. And I always thought it was I was really good at this because I've been aware that I'm responsible for my own happiness for a long time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And yet I'll still they will react, something will happen and they'll react and I will get upset. And then I come back to, okay, wait, they, I don't need them to change. Like I can be happy being me because, and I'm going to choose happy or I'm going to choose ease or whatever the situation is. And the, the fact that we do have a response, like have a negative response to what they're doing is a sign that like you want them to be different. And that's what Cassie and I are trying to communicate here is that we want to release that need for, for other people to be different in order for you to be happy.
1: Yes. Which is like foundational about what we're talking about is like, be true to yourself. And then when you notice it, so, okay. So what do you do when you notice it?
0: So I, I, use all my tools, (laughs) it It depends, right? It can be, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a simple switch. Sometimes it can be a, oh, look, you are, you're giving them your power or like, just take it back. But a lot of times I just step back and I say like, is this really important? And another question, like bringing this awareness of, think of how much you want the freedom to be you. You want to feel that from your partner. So give that to them. (laughs) Right. It's so simple. It's like, give your partner the freedom that you desire. And it's sometimes pretty easy to know whether, you know, whether they're acting, if if they're in alignment or not, like, you know, where they're coming from. If they're saying something snide or whatever, or, or rude, um, Sometimes I'll just give them a break, and I'll be like, "Oh, well, they're, that's not who they truly are. I don't need to get involved in this. It's not about me, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, when I take that perspective, it's a lot easier to let go of whatever emotion I had. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. And I love I want to touch on because you touched on this, but like giving people the freedom to be who they are, like, That is generally at the core of when most people don't feel it's like, I want them to see that I'm this way, or I want them to acknowledge I'm this, or I want them to congratulate me for this, or I want them to, to see this as important, right? Mm -hmm. What you really want is like for you to be you, but you're not giving them the space for them to be them. And so I think it's important to, to realize that what giving what you want often means like it always means not yep. having an expectation that they act or say or think or do a certain way. Yes. Repeat that. or I'll repeat
0: it for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so letting go of that expectation is you, you're letting them act or do or be a certain, a certain way.
1: Yeah. It's letting go of that expectation. Cause when you're expecting them to act, do, be certain thing, you're doing the opposite of what you want. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So law of attraction, you have to embody it. If you are embodying that energy, then you are going to attract that into your experience and you're going to receive that from whatever relationship you're talking about.
1: Absolutely. And I go to, um, I go to moms a lot. I don't know why. Cause it's, I, I've heard so, one of my friends say like, she's never met a strong female entrepreneur who didn't have a big thing with their, like who didn't have to sort of go through this with their mom, <laughs> had mom, like had mom issues. Yeah. Had mom, issues, like very strong and time and time again, that like, there's so many stories that I've heard from friends and my own experience. It's like, when you let go, of the need for them to see you a certain way or to say a certain thing or do a certain thing or support you in the certain way you want when you let go of that and you it's not important anymore because you've just defined your own success your own happiness all this like that's the moment when moms always give their kids exactly what they want not before interesting I've heard it time and again. Like it's you know, a specific friend is coming to mind now, and she had this really this big turmoil and wanted to be supported in her business and all of this. And it was as soon as she let go of that need, mm-hmm. her totally showed showed up as being supportive.
0: Well, how perfect is that for everything we talk about, right? You release resistance, let go of the expectation, and then it yep. opens up the space for it to actually manifest in your life.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you to see it, because often when you're putting your expectation on it, it you only expect it one way, right? Yeah, so you, you want have it this
0: not, specific way.
1: Right. This is what it looks like to be supportive. And so you don't see that and you don't see anything else that's supportive because you've made a decision like she, um, he or she has to say X, Y, Z in order to be supportive, Or they have to do X, Y, Z in order to be supportive. And so all you see is that that's not happening. Yes. But as soon as you release that expectation, you can see the support in all the other places.
0: I love it. And I want to highlight, I want to use this, an example in like a partnership relationship because this happens so often in the exact same example, you just said being supported or appreciated. If you are so laser focused that your husband or wife needs to, wash the dishes every night in order for to support you in the proper way. And they're not doing that. And you're, and then you've defined it as they're not supportive. You can't possibly see the ways they are, but if you let go of the expectation to say, I'm going to let go of that or, and maybe there's other ways you open up the space for all of a sudden you realize, Oh, they bring me my coffee every morning. Oh, they're always doing this. And they're always, you know, taking care of my car. Like that is, they are really supportive, but Mm -hmm. it's all about your expectation and your focus on this way. You couldn't see the other ways. I love that, Cass.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Any final
0: thoughts? Yeah, I was just going (laughs) to say, in terms of, I just think this is so huge and there is so much potential for you to, feel the power of freedom, like true freedom. When you have no expectations for other people to act a certain way in order for you to thrive, it's like, holy watch out world, because like, nothing stopping right? you. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So any final thoughts? Uh, let's see. To be asking yourself the questions of, am I trying to change them? Do I need them to be a certain way for me to feel good right now? And by just by asking that question, you're going to develop, like open up your awareness to be like, oh yeah. Okay. And then you can make the next step from there. What about Mm -hmm. you, Cass?
1: I would add in to ask yourself, how can I meet my own needs right now? Ooh, that's a good one. Perfect. Awesome. We
0: have one more thing for everybody.
1: Go be
0: awesome.